I don't know one good thing Connors has ever done. You gave my iPhone gonorrhea. Look at that lady. I wouldn't touch her with a two-foot feather. She's Rick a trolley hopper. Smooth these bitches up. <laughs> you know how many times I've had a Rice Krispie treat wrapped around my dick? I ain't eating no goddamn gayos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's sodomized. Santorum, the frothy, liquidy, anal lube. I water it with orphan tears. <laughs> I'm gonna start blowing people to save my own life. Come down my trachea. Why does your cum smell so much like pot? Lucky's always be doing hand jobs. Back in your cage! Bats are kind of low-key delicious. Oh, daddy. Hey, dad, did you ever come in my omelets? My mom says I'm a handsome boy. I love the podcast, but I'd rather be fucking... I don't know if vagina's a cure. It's not that great. (laughs) It's a good way to make sure that your baby dies. Hey, Linda, just trying to murder my kid again. I'm all for killing your kid. What you wearing down on your toes? Colloidal silver, goat nuts. (laughs) Satan. We can't give you transgender stripper every meeting. More of a cock samurai guy in here. (laughs) I think I have shit shame. We're the pee bros. Don't bite the hand that skeets you. Just drink your own tears. You're crying so much. Excuse me while I hit my wop pipe. Heroin makes you feel good. I think Nazi soldiers were given meth. All hopped up on fucking Beavermeister. Welcome to our car service. It's Uber. He soaked millions with his jizz. That boy's stupid. This podcast is never going to come back and affect any one of us ever. This is the best thing that happened to me since I got caught diddling that kid in Oklahoma. Welcome to the Indecorous Podcast, purveyors of fat, farce, and fucked up history joining this futile quest for knowledge. Have a laugh, learn a fact, and try out all our kid-friendly, totally safe, and decorous life hacks. As always, we have Carlos. I'm here. Bobby. Yo. And I'm Ian. I'll be your drunk driver through this collision course of nonsense. So each week, we always say you're in for a special treat, but this time, we actually mean it. This episode is episode 50, our big season one finale. Our show is finally old enough to need Viagra. We're going to do things a little different this time. Carlos concocted a diabolical idea to confuse guest, host, and listener alike. So Carlos, why don't you kind of explain what's going on here? Real quick, I don't like that you've just implied that we've been lying to these fine people for the last 49 episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's only been you. Yeah. <laughs> we, Carlos and I have been nothing but truthful. Yeah, yeah, we've never called these shows special. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to say I'm a little offended that it it should take 50 years old to need Viagra because I've been needing it for the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm only I'm only 30. So (laughs) what I had in mind here was this is what my idea was. We have four guests. And I thought, well, this will be fun. We'll have four guests from the past, uh, some crowd favorites, and we'll do one segment with each of the guests. Because usually we have at least four segments on the podcast. So I thought, well, okay, one of the guests can do life hacks, and then one of the guests can do the main topic, and one of the guys can do uh, Pornhub comments. But then Ian was like, nah, let's mix all this shit up. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but now it's everybody's doing everything. It's a free-for-all. Yeah. yeah, it's a free-for-all. So now everybody's going to be doing some life. Well, and for, first of all, he got rid of the porn hubs. So there's no porn hub <laughs> in, in this one. So they were, But we are doing live hacks and we're doing weird news. And we have a pretty cool main subject, too, we're going to be talking about. So every single one of these guests is going to be talking about all the subjects. We have Paul Baeza, who you might remember from the 420 episode. You might remember him. I don't, because I was very high for (laughs) that episode. That's the episode where I got very, very high. 
We got Blair Nias, which I think technically might have been our last person we actually had in person, I think. Right? Yeah. Our last in-person guest, yeah. In the before times. Yeah, in the before the before Armageddon, we were like, hey, yeah, let's bring in a, a pregnant woman to, <laughs> let's just go all out and risk we, everything. We know she's fertile in case we have to keep the species going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we went that way in the middle of the COVID epidemic while she was pregnant, because that's how much we care. <laughs> And then also we had Mimi Benfield, who probably won't procreate because she's a sinning lesbian. So they should get the, that's her how lesbian the, fisting can produce a baby there. Oh, girls. my God. Uh, Fist babies? Fist babies. It's a thing. I remember that was a cartoon I used to watch in the early 80s. With the <laughs> Fist babies. I like the reboot a little better. Yeah, yeah. The new version, like it's all digital now. Yeah. Well, just the, you know, graphics and everything. The animation is a little smoother. She came to us all the way from New York, and we, we recorded with her. And just to finish it uh, by coastal, we have Nick Alexander, who in the first Nick. time he was around, it was Nick Olesa, but now he changed his name back to Alexander, so it's kind of like having a nude guest. But he's out in L.A., so we, we got guests from all over the country. Also, since our last episode, our season finale, Ian put up a little survey on our website at indecorouscomedy.com. Ian, you want to tell them a little bit more about the survey? Yeah, so as we're winding down this season and thinking about the future, we, we've got some decisions to make to determine if we're going to keep going or maybe not. And if we do keep going, what direction we're going to go creatively. So it's really up to you guys, the listeners at this point, to kind of give us the feedback so we can make a decision. So we put a survey up on the homepage of our main website, indecorouscomedy.com. But we want to hear from you. We want to know kind of feedback, good, bad, ugly, all that shit. And this is going to give us sort of what we need to decide how we're going to go from here. Yeah, this will be the most important vote you make this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now that we got all the business shit out of the way, this is our first segment. Hope you guys enjoy it. So let's welcome our first guest, Paul Baeza. Hey, what's up, guys? It's going to be up, on a podcast. Paul? Hey, Paul, can you correct Ian on how your last name is pronounced? Oh, dear God. Wait, how did he say it? <laughs> ba- Baeza? Baeza? No, Baeza. No, no, you, you got to oh, right away. Okay. You're the first person to ever get it right spot on, and you want me to make fun of him? You see, look at that, Bobby. <laughs> look at that. What well, bam. Who can't spell now, motherfucker? Anyway. I get Baeza. I get Baeza. I get, and yeah. this guy was like Baeza, and you're like, hey, real quick, can you make fun of him for how he says your name? Like, yeah, no, I mean, dude. It was spot on. Well, it's the first time he got something right, and it was by accident. So. <laughs> By accident, Ezra. Yeah, I already caught the word guaranteed misspelled out of the corner of my eye. So, Oh, man. Now, Paul, I've heard you've been on the podcast before. It was, it was uh, yeah, we did an episode, but you were a little incapacitated. Yeah, I think I was a little bit high the last time that you were on. Oh, was wait, it, yeah, was that was. National Heroin Day? That's right. Uh, that's, when, that's when we did our heroin episode. Yeah, we were all nodding off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that was our 420 episode. Paul came. Actually, Paul might have been one of our last in-person in-person guests. Guest. Yeah, I yeah. think I might have been because we were all like, yeah. "Hey, we might all be dead by now." Next time we right, see each so, other. Hey, I mean, at least <laughs> yeah. we were all hoping you'd be dead, but you know, yeah. here we are. <laughs> I keep fucking persevering, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you can't win them all, my friend. And good news, we've moved up in the world since our last episode with you because we have a sponsor, PoopSenders.com. Yeah, they aren't Poop paying Poop for us yet. Senders. 
That comes to us from one of our Patreon supporters. Pam P suggested this to us, and that's one of the perks that we're going to start adding to our Patreon support. If you don't want to be a contributor, like you don't want to contribute subjects, that's fine too. Then fuck you, you know, oh. Well, no, what? Jesus Christ, I'm trying to get us Patreon supporters, and you're always trying to alienate them. (laughs) Ah, I jumped in too soon. (laughs) No, if you don't want to contribute, you can always suggest something that you want us to sponsor, and fuck it, we'll give them a shout. So this comes from Pam P. And the P, by the way, is poopsanders.com. They're not paying us yet, but we're hoping that eventually they will pay us in either shit or cash, either or. Not to be confused with poopreceivers.com. Yeah, that that's my favorite Pornhub category. <laughs> and, By the and way, you, uh, when I hear poopcenters.com, I imagine like a, a guitar riff with power chords and someone on a surfboard be like, poopcenters.com, and like lightning bolts. Dude, that sounds awesome. I'd buy that. that. Yeah, we should work Holy on that. Shit. We should yeah, do that for the next ad. Let's get the Micro Machines guy. So for the listeners that might be wondering, Bobby has the scoop on the poop, so it is guaranteed anonymous. What does that mean, Bobby? It is guaranteed anonymous. We will ship your friend or enemy a healthy heap of some of the nastiest, stinkiest, fresh poo packages that anyone has ever seen. <laughs> we will not let them know who sent it. Yes, yeah, so, so Carlos can tell us the top 10 reasons to send someone poop. Here's the top 10 reasons, and this comes from poopsenders.com. One for your ex, because you know what? She's a bitch, or he's a bitch. And even if, even if things ended amicably with your ex, I mean, you could still send them poop to confuse them. Yeah, yeah or maybe they're into scatological play. And you'd be like, hey, thank you. I know we can't do shit play anymore because we're broken up. But here, have a good some, way to uh, test the waters with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe play. if we had tried this, it could have saved our relationship. Exactly. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> so then, Two neighbors pet crapping on your lawn, you know, because, hey, fucking you're going to shit on my lawn or fucking shit on your front porch <laughs> a gag gift i don't i don't get that one gift, why would you because you can Seven. gag on the poop carlos oh i see okay <laughs> number eight to the teacher that gave your son slash daughter a poor grade yeah because it's not your son and daughter's fault they're fucking the smartest <laughs> people in the world it's the teacher's Make fault so. think twice about my autistic kid yeah yeah sure fucking send it it's a, it's always the teacher's fault it's not your dumbass kid <laughs> Number nine, someone left you a negative review or feedback. Well, so I don't, I'm not familiar with that. I've uh, never gotten a negative review or feedback. So I'm not <laughs> no, sure I mean, what you're talking about there. Just do what some restaurants do on Yelp and sue the person if they leave you negative feedback. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do if it ever happened to me. I actually, yeah. I have a personal testimonial of where I, I think this would work perfectly. Paul spends $20,000 a year on poopcenters.com. I do. I do. <laughs> but if only he used promo code and decorous, which is not really a thing. I keep, do you could have saved 20%. <laughs> I keep buying stock in them, but I think I'm sending the money to the wrong place because, like, it's like they keep sending it to me. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to invest. Like, uh. And from what I've read with poopcenders, they'll put a note in there and that'll say, on the one side, it'll say, this was sent to you from, and then you have to turn the little card over, but the card is inside the bag of poop. <laughs> and yeah, and so it's then, on fire. Well, I don't know. I mean, I That's, think that, that might cost, cost a little extra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once you, but then you have to open the bag of poop, and then you look on the other side, and it's like, anonymous. Stupid son of a bitch. So speaking of terrible things you can do for fun, moving on to our next topic, gang. Unethical life hacks.
you cut a hole in your mask where your mouth is so deaf people can read your lips. So <laughs> Should we just go with the transparent mask? Well, you know, I mean, I what if what, that actually sounds a lot smarter? But yeah, but but this would double as a MAGA mask. Think about it. you got a dude that wants to put American Eagle flag on the one side and MAGA Trump on the other side, giant fucking hole. So sell it to deaf people, sell it to MAGA people, double the profits. Well, that's like wearing a helmet made of Jello. <laughs> well, this is like uh, hey, all these uh, closeted MAGA heads. You can suck dick through this fucking mask too. There you go. I think, I think that's the real selling point. It's like you're tired of not being able to suck dick while you're wearing this fucking MAGA mask, and then you fucking you suck all the yeah, dicks. That's the freedom they're talking about—the freedom to suck dick. I mean, I that's the freedom we need. I think that's the bottom line. I think that really is why all these Trump supporters are against masks. It's like, hey, well, how am I gonna fucking suck dicks at the glory? hole at the truck stop if I wear a fucking mask. Dude, so on that point. Convert a porta potty into a mobile glory hole to supplement or replace your current income. Hear me out. <laughs> okay, so you just gotta fucking get your uh, saw and drill a hole into porta potties. Is that what they're saying? Uh, g- g- read the first paragraph, Paul. This this explains all uh, those dirty logistics. You're pitching to Mark Cuban right now, by the way. Uh, Go ahead. Look, guys, at most a porta potty will cost you like six hundred and fifty bucks, and like that's only if you want it brand new. Trust me, it's gonna be one hell of an investment. All you have to do is drill a hole about crotch level. That varies for some people. Maybe a little higher for taller fellas. You can always provide a step stool. Dollar Tree for a buck. Attach some wheels to it. Then you're good to go. It's just an idea, man, though. You're going to have to figure it out. Logistics are, like, on your own game. I'll give you a tip, though. Do not cut a hole in the back of the porta potty You'll look like a Smurf from the waist down. <laughs> yeah, I just I just feel like a mobile glory hole would cheapen my stationary glory hole. <laughs> yeah, is this going to take away business from my stationary glory hole? <laughs> well, it depends on what your target audience is. Problem with this life hack too is that it's probably going to go out after that $600 unemployment benefit gets cut. <laughs> so now you only have $50. So okay. like how are you going to come up with the extra 600 to get this part of potty? Wait, is that what you're spending years on, too? Well, I'm <laughs> Just so you guys know, you are. this whole scheme is how the Blue Man Group came to be. <laughs> this hey, is your get... origin story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think they ended up blue on accident? Like, no. That, that happened in a porta potty at a festival with a glory hole, for sure. <laughs> and then they were like, let's keep banging on this porta potty. And then people showed it up and crowded around. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I, I, I'm going to be Mark Cuban on this one, and I'm going to offer a 20% stake in this company. You're yeah, going to invest like $12 million in our mobile glory hole business? Well, I mean, we can just text them. Remember how well that worked out the first time that we tried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't never text it back. Fuck that guy. I'm still getting dick pics to this day. Moving on to our main topic of the week. This is the best things done by horrible people, part number one. So Bobby's got this first one here. In the African country of Liberia, there was once a man named General Butt Naked who led the military revolution under Liberian warlord Roosevelt Johnson in the 1990s. I like that Butt Naked was under another guy. Like Roosevelt Johnson. <laughs> Roosevelt Johnson got word by somebody's like, hey man, there's this guy called Butt Naked. I think he's the one that needs to lead our revolution. <laughs> it just sound like lazy porn names. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, I was like, there was no, like, listen, if we started this podcast and I was like, oh, we need another co-host. And I was like, well, there's this guy called Butt Naked. I'd be like, nah, we're good. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a full Netflix documentary about this guy. Yeah, apparently this guy was a big deal, but I would have originally, before the Netflix documentary, I would have been like, nah, I'm not a big fan of stage names. I just have a hunch that General Butt Naked started out as a DJ. <laughs> Strip club DJ for sure. Yeah. So he was once described as the most evil man in the world, claiming to have killed over 20,000 people and carried out regular human sacrifice and cannibalism. He was made most famous, however, for his constant use of child soldiers, which has since become a very popular move by third world country dictators. Yeah, he, he's, that he's, shit, he started that trend. He was a trendsetter. <laughs> Somebody had to break his record. He, it looks like, dude, I was doing child soldiers before doing child soldiers was cool. Yeah, it's so hack now, you know? All right. He's the hipster of child soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing baby soldiers now. Yeah, now there's like geriatric nun soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, but as of 2008, Butt Naked became a born-again Christian and has quickly risen to being a full-time preacher. Oh, no. So he got worse. Yeah. <laughs> now, he's, yeah. now he's really bad. It's a real rags to rags. Yeah, now, he's, <laughs> now he's irredeemable. Today, he mostly works with a nonprofit called Journeys Against Violence to retrain child soldiers and drug addicts. So what do you do with a child soldier? I mean, how, how do you make them better at being a child soldier? I think you make them a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> or just put them somewhere and wait for them to become an adult soldier. Yeah, yeah, that's how you groom them. You groom them into child <laughs> to adult soldier to geriatric soldier. That's who we should really make fight the wars. You know the old people. Would be right. The old people. Then oh. people would definitely, every society would appreciate their elders more if they knew that, oh, okay, these are the people that we have to send to fight. I would love to know that, like, the grandparents of our nation could kick the ass of the grandparents of the nation before us. <laughs> Wait, they already have. What are we talking about? Yeah, no shit. I Talk about a strange skill set, though. Like, if you're a child soldier, and you have to put something on your resume, what are your skills, willing to blow myself up for silly as fuck ideals? I mean, that just sounds like, what do you, how do you live like that, if that's like the way your head is? Well, I'm assuming they're not given much of a choice. Yeah. Yeah, they just have them all part, right? fucking yeah, gacked I'm out. I'm thinking they didn't really like, like, hey, I can't wait to be a child soldier when they were three. <laughs> they try and catch all the kids playing cops and robbers and be like, hey, how about a real gun? Yeah, how about, yeah, let's fucking do this. Exactly. Fucking Instead of making that boom sound with your mouth, how about you make it with your chest? Yeah, that's where you set up the recruiting station. I think that's how they actually probably get the child soldiers. It's like they just play cops and robbers with real guns for a while and whoever's left, you're a child soldier now. <laughs> You could grow up to be general butt naked. Yes, right. That's how they entice them. It's like, if you keep up how you're going, you might be butt naked at some point. Yeah, you can make up your own general name one day. <laughs> that kid was eight when he came up with that shit. But yeah, that's right. He never <laughs> fucking changed it. They were like, are you sure? I mean, you, you know you came up with that when you were like fucking six years old. No, no, butt naked. I'm going to stick with that motherfucker. Yeah, he already got the tattoo. You're committed. The real tragedy here, though, is that Bud Naked never got to be the president of Liberia. Really? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the greatest? It was like in the history books. If you ever look up the history of Liberia, at one point, their president was called Butt Naked. Yeah, he could be the second most embarrassing world leader of all time. Ex exactly. Yeah. Saddam Hussein was a notorious dictator. In Iraq, the main villain of the original Gulf War and the sequel, the main global antagonist to both President Bush's and the homosexual lover to Satan on the hit TV show South Park. Remember that? 
But in real life, he had a softer side, too. While it's true that he committed mass genocide against his own people, you (laughs) might know that he was also a very big champion of education. In fact, in Iraq, under Hussein, primary school enrollment was 100%. And he had very successful literacy programs compared to other countries in the region. So anyone want to take a guess and just assume that he fudged the numbers? Like when they asked, how, how good are your enrollments? 100%. Yeah, like, yeah, p- yeah, Perfect. Yeah. A plus, plus, plus. I mean, dictator, right? You can just pull shit like that. Right, right. Yeah, there is that. But there's also, think, an incentive to pay in more. Stop rubbing your thing on your beard, you disgusting <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> By the way, if you hear any rustling, it's because Paul Baeza keeps rubbing his microphone on his pubes. <laughs> Well, yeah, he, everyone knows he's that. Like, he's, he's let them grow since the COVID. And, uh, yeah, we, we probably shouldn't have insisted that he do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. the first time we recorded, you were like, all right, it's the beginning of the season. Now, the next time we do the podcast, you can't shave your pubes between then and now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a that's fun commitment. thing we do. Yeah, so, yeah, that's in our writer. Like, if you're going to be a guest, you can never shave your pubes again. I can't wait till the pube off next year. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm so right sorry. The off season. Yeah, that's going to be the finale of season two. Oh, shit. I let the cat out of the back early, guys. You, might, I'm so sorry. I it's, would say, though, it's an incentive to actually learn to read when you might get murdered if you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, it's, that it's kind of how much cra- it's kind of crazy how much better Iraq was doing under the leadership of Saddam Hussein. Yeah, it's funny how George W. Bush somehow managed to not only ruin America, but Iraq as well. All right. So Paul can wrap us up on this last thing here. Angry rant. What, yeah. What's my background coming from? What's who's my character? Yeah, yeah. Where am I? What's, where am I coming what's from? What's my motivation? motivation? Yeah. So, so, so pretend that you're like a dude that's like kind of swole, kind of likes to fucking go to the gym. And just fucking is just sick of all the, the fuckery and you just want to get swole. Spot that, on, bro. That, that, I got it. This is me. Got to it. Key. Oh, yeah, that's to a T, bro. If there's anything I know, it's like I love getting swole, bro. Uh, all right. What if COVID doesn't go away? A lot of people assume it'll go away. What if it doesn't? Then what? Does that make Iceland's tactic of being responsible a better long-term idea? How the fuck do I work out at a gym? Wear a fucking mask then. Thank you. Again, Wuhan, China. I hope that fucking back soup was saga-level yum. Saga-level yum? I don't even understand what that means. Yeah, dude, he's just basically saying that bat soup. Motherfuckers are eating in China. Better wow. be saga-level so yum like to justify epic, this. Epic-level yum. Yeah, dude. I hope it's worth it is kind of what he's saying. I honestly like, especially the way that Paul read it, it makes me happy that it happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> if this is actually pissing off fucking roid heads that they can't get swole at the gym, then you know what? Maybe it was worth it. After Maybe it all. was worth it. Yeah, there you go. What if after uh, this clears up, we're all like, but guys, also, like, bats are kind of low key delicious. Yeah. I'm sure they taste like chicken, right? I mean, they definitely taste like chicken. Yeah. What, if the, what if that's the silver lining of this whole thing is that now we discover how delicious bats are? Yeah. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. <laughs> that's gonna be the new hipster trend is gonna be a bat bar every other block in williamsburg is gonna be fucking bat bar. are you kidding me dude i'm going to bat fat tuesdays they got two dollar bat fat tacos <laughs> that's right yeah. and um, listen if you say echo that when they give you your order it comes back twice as fast <laughs> Yeah. If you close your eyes and just fucking echo your way into the fucking food, they fucking give it to you for free. 
<laughs> also, they serve it a lot at the creek and the cave. <laughs> yeah, mostly at the cave, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goddamn, dude. All right, Paul, this has been fucking awesome. Do you got any shit you want to plug before we wrap up? <laughs> no, dude, everything's canceled. Um... <laughs> yeah. It's funny, last time we had Paul on, he mentioned a bunch of... He mentioned the fucking North Carolina Comedy Festival that never happened. <laughs> North Carolina Comedy Festival? Uh, and in the time since we filmed this, I found out... <laughs> I have I have since found out I was accepted to, and it has since been canceled, the 2020 Queen City Comedy Festival. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so if you uh, want to catch Paul Baeza, go look up all the canceled festivals. I guess yeah, can Grant send condolences? My next, my next official date is the 2021 Queen City Comedy Festival. <laughs> so I'll, so uh, I'll keep you all posted yeah. about that. So, yeah, so some of you may right. not be still alive the next time Paul Baeza performs, but for those of you who are, keep in touch. Keep in touch. <laughs> Is there any social media you want to plug, Paul? I am at Paul underscore B94 on Twitter and instagram and my only fans account and pornhub and yeah, dude, get the only fans snapchat and not linkedin um you can find me what was that little dick dating website we plugged the first time i recorded uh oh. dinky ones i'm doing very well on there okay yeah no yeah, i started dude. an account just to see if i could get kicked out for how big mine was no. and turns out i fit right in uh, <laughs> that's pretty good of you bobby pretending like you didn't know that off the top of your head <laughs> yeah he, he paused <laughs> like, for like half i'm a not second there <laughs> every day yeah i mean i'm killing it on there dude. i get so many messages <laughs> mostly from me yeah yeah they're just <laughs> It's just, you know, ridiculing like that, me, That's mostly but, where know. we discuss most podcast business is yeah, dude, on like our messenger app. <laughs> yeah, we don't text anymore. We just, we we're just, just get blowing up. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like, hey, man, did you get any messages this week? No, we just, yeah, me either. All right. Well, the, let's talk about the podcast. Then. We just send yeah. small dick emojis on dinkyones.com. That's how we figure out all of our shit for the show. <laughs> and we map out all the local glory holes. All right, like, Paul. Thanks for doing it, bro. Yeah, hey, yeah, before no you go... Do you want to, like, do anything really loud with your facial hair? <laughs> oh, man, dude. Dude. That is yeah. an epic you know, COVID beard, my friend. Dude, for a minute there, it had, like, a rhythm to it. Like, it kind of sounded like I a little... Like I felt yeah. it. Yeah, look. You were in the zone so yeah. for the first, like, light. one and a half seconds. Yeah, and then the white half kicked in. Hey everybody, here's your weekly reminder that we're on social media. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash indecorouscomedy, Twitter at indecorouspod, Instagram at indecorouscomedy, and of course we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash indecorouscomedy. We have different tiers. The $3 tier, 3, 7, and 10, is that what it is? 3, 7, and 10, magic numbers, all divisible by 145, I think. Yes, exactly, for all the math <laughs> nerds out there. No wonder you bring up autism every week on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Every single week. Multiple oh. times per episode, in yeah, fact. Yeah, I, I have to edit out 50 minutes of Ian talking about autism out of every single episode. But if you want to be able to hear the 50 minutes that I cut out of the episodes, sign on to our Patreon, where I put up basically every, just about every week now, we're putting up special stuff because we're recording for, now that we're doing it online, we're really recording for a long time. So there's a lot of segments and just interview stuff that doesn't make it to the final episodes that we release that does get released during the week on our Patreon. And we have some, a couple of videos too. When we do stuff that's too visual that doesn't work for the podcast, 
I'll make our little video and we'll post it up exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And even at the $3 level, you get access to all that stuff. And actually, we want to shout out one of our latest Patreon supporters. You want to take it, Bobby? Yeah, we want to give a huge shout out to our newest dignified scholarly courtesan, Mark H. Coming in for us strong at the $10 top tier Patreon level. We yeah. love you, Mark. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Mark. Mark. He's not fucking and, and around, man. He just like straight up to the top. He gets access to that special segment where Ian counts trains. <laughs> yeah. And Mark is actually balancing out the evil in the universe because unfortunately, we lost a Patreon recently. Interestingly enough, Patreon has an exit survey, and the only comment on the exit survey was, I believe, libtards. That was, uh, <laughs> that was the comment there. So, so thanks, Mark. And if anyone wants to help out and get our numbers back respectable once again, feel free to try to cancel out some more anti-libtards out there. That was on the Patreon? Yeah, dude. The exit survey, it just wrote libtard. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. <laughs> That's funny. All right, our next segment we have with us comedian Blair Nyas. Blair, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Hey, hey Blair, Blair. You, have, you have one more baby since the last time we saw you. One more and one final. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> so are the tubes officially tied or is this wishful thinking? I'm uh, just <laughs> wishful thinking right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I am forcing Ryan to wear tight pants. So I think we're <laughs> going a lot of bike yeah. rides. <laughs> That's like the, the poor, poor man's vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> so our opening topic is one that you can probably help us out with to okay. get a female perspective on it's going to be a real quick thing our indecorous word for this segment is toxic shock apparently this happens if you leave a tampon in for too long yeah and it's also a thrash metal band from the 1980s so every hundreds every year hundreds of women are taken down from toxic <laughs> shock from being either too forgetful too lazy or both i like so, the idea of it being a hundred year event instead <laughs> <laughs> every yeah, hundred years like yeah, that's way more ten. magical and ominous <laughs> Two hundred thousand like, women are taken down by toxic shock it's like a pl- <laughs> like, like a like a plague from the bible or some shit every yeah, hundred years <laughs> so, so you guys can probably guess where i'm going with this there's all kinds of female products out there that suck that don't get the job done but there's a new one that's the sponsor of this segment by the way called the bloody buddy cup Okay. So, so Blair, are you familiar with the Bloody Buddy Cup? Not this one specifically, but cups and the like I'm aware of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been around for a minute, right? They have. Um, I'd say like at least a decade, which is crazy. That's what I, yeah, that's what I've heard, like about 10 years. And I have yet yeah. to try one because I've heard so many horror stories. <laughs> that's so, what I've heard too. I mean, I'm not very dexterous <laughs> with my thing. All it takes is one slip and it's a, a murder scene. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Apparently, it takes, uh, if you're clumsy, this shit's not going to work. This is not something you want to do drunk, okay? So, <laughs> and people forget yeah. that you have your period when you're drunk too. So, <laughs> in the middle of the night, trying to... <laughs> figure out how to change a light bulb in your hoo-ha i don't really need to do <laughs> i also i also like uh take offense to the fact that we're too lazy or forgetful i mean it's i mean the lazy part yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. You already have an extra thousand more things to do than guys do. I mean, you can't get this one done also. Jeez. So just a real quick physics question. If you had to do some hot yoga or if there was an emergency cartwheel situation, would this cup potentially tip and spill or is there no, some centrifugal force that would... Uh, it's like suction that blocks it from coming out. So you're kind of like a Tupperware full of soup. <laughs> Dude. That's I mean, awesome. that gross enough. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that, that filled in my question perfectly. I'm just an ignorant man over here. I, I know nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, there was something recently online that guys didn't know what the R on tampon stood for. They're like, is it the right? Like, <laughs> there's like a left and a right vagina. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, by the way, it stands for regular. Um, but Oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I know that. I knew that. <laughs> like, like, that's the octane of the tampon? <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, so it's... It's kind of like the PSI of the, of the tampon. <laughs> Way to mansplain tampons. <laughs> but yeah, the, the cups are, a lot of people are like, dude, you have to get the cup. And I'm like, and they seem like very logical, reasonable people saying this to me. So I feel like it, it can't be that hard. But I don't know. I chased the dog around the living room when my ring was left on a bedside table. So <laughs> I don't think I need to leave anything out. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like a lot of the, and I, I didn't even realize that that was going to be a thing, but from the women that I've talked about, because uh, I, you know, this is my icebreaker anytime I talk it's to a woman. Icebreaker. <laughs> it's a yeah. icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the, the stories, the, the nightmare stories I've always heard is about being clumsy and then just being covered in your own blood. <laughs> I mean, and I, someone, I was at the hospital, obviously, when I gave birth recently, and they actually missed my vein, and I, or it blew out, and I actually was Jesus. covered in my own blood. I know, it's a fun story. Um, and I was just so loopy on pain pills, I was laughing at it, but... For that to be something out of your nether parts happening, that just seems like very carry. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's it sounds horrible. straight out of a Stephen King novel. I can't believe you guys don't have to deal with that. This really is I'm realizing how unfair this is again now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we like to upset our guests in the very first segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this first segment was brought to you guys by the Bloody Buddy Cup, so go check them out. They're uh, awesome gross. new gizmo. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if it was from the same brand that made the Nutty Buddy. <laughs> they just have like <laughs> two complete opposite products. <laughs> that would be like a condom, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need something Dude. to blow your loaded Nutty Buddy. <laughs> Yo, you know what a friend really, told me yeah. recently? I'll tell you this. She might not be happy that I'm telling this story, but <laughs> she had sex, and then you know, after she had sex, she had some vag pain, so she thought she got some kind of venereal disease or some shit. But what eventually ended up happening is like a few days later, <gasps> she was peeing and a condom fell out of her vag. Uh, so apparently it just got loose and it was stuck in her vag. That's gross. Wow. See, I only accept that story if she was drunk while she was having sex. <laughs> I'm probably. Well, he I said mean, a condom was involved, so I think she was sober. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, don't, <laughs> I, I didn't even hear who he was talking about, so I don't want that person to think. <laughs> I'm talking about my mother here. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, man. I have heard girls that have forgotten that they had a tampon in and tried to have sex. And they're like, they're oh. like something's not working. Oh, shit. And so it's like eventually they have a baby and it comes out with a tampon on its nose or something? Is that the way that works? I hate you. 
his whole skull is like really soft, so it just is like stuck in it a little bit. Yeah. Like their little cocktail Listen. garnish on top of their head. That's all. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you know this, but we know a lot about female anatomy yes. here in this podcast. Yes. I did notice We're that. We're experts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our first story. I think that we got pretty good uh, understanding of the female anatomy. So this first story is romantic. Sometimes Lady Luck has a way of bringing two lost souls together in the most profound of ways. For our lead story, a man and a woman recently met in the most amazing and possibly romantic way even possible. Bobby's going to take us on this opening segment here. You want to try that sentence again, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably fucked that up. All right. So if, Let's see if this is possibly possible. All right. Earlier this month, an Oregon man named Randy Cooper. Uh, it's always a Randy Cooper, isn't it? <laughs> it does sound like it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was arrested for driving a stolen Land Cruiser while attempting to elude officers. He was charged with drunk driving, evading police, and stealing a vehicle. His chase with police came to an end when a collision with a Buick Regal knocked him off the road. This unfortunately led to his capture, but he might have met the love of his life during this crash. Dun, dun, dun. I, love, I mean, I like that we're already taking the side of the drunk driver by saying that this unfortunately <laughs> led to his capture. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're usually cool on shit. the drunk driver side, so it's like, ah, damn it! So this is gonna have a sad ending. Yeah, and everybody knows that people that drive Buick Regals don't deserve love. <laughs> That's right. I kind of was on his side. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so the person driving the Buick Regal was a very charming lady named Kristen Begue. I'm gonna go with that. It was a little French there. And it turns out he too was driving while intoxicated. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> and she was also driving a stolen car. And the fact that it's a view oh, wow. means it was probably her grandmother, and she was probably high on her oxy too. Um, I, thought, I, thought, I thought this is how you met Ryan. <laughs> oh no, that was. They said Land Cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would have been like an open mic that, that made that magical <laughs> connection. Yeah, that was an even worse train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> it, was. it wasn't clear who was at fault for the crash. They were both equally fucked up and speeding and driving recklessly as they <laughs> brought them together in the most magical of ways. It's not clear if they were hooking up or making babies yet, but judging by their mugshots, they seem pretty cheerful to have met. Oh, that's so great. That's well, they put them in a they would put them in the yeah. same prison cell though, would they? Because it's like different genders. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah, would have separated probably. them after. Yeah. So then that like absence from, from the person you just met would make you all hot. Like I can see you across the way. Well, when they write the movie script for this, that'll be Act Two. <laughs> like they meet, <laughs> then they're separated in prison, and then eventually they meet again. Yeah. In fucking <laughs> drunk driving class in a different prison. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. guys, before I forget, the 45-year-old roofer that came to my house earlier today had a rat tail, a shaved head and a rat tail. <laughs> oh, it was that's like, good luck. Yeah, it was like second grade all over again. Oh. Dude, you should wish on, a, wish on a fucking star right now. I mean, that's some magic shit that's going to happen. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> wish on a rat tail. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You gotta wish on, wish on that rat tail, bro. Do they? Do they? How does that work? Like, do they shed that and then another one grows in? I'm not sure exactly. No, but I think, I think it if, responds. I think if you cut it off, it coils up on the ground and forms the Confederate flag. Like, yeah, it'll still wiggle for a little bit before. Yeah. It's all stars and bars, man. Pew pew pew. Oh, that's good. so it. Yeah, I think this would be an awesome story to tell the grandkids, right? Like, I was high on bath salt. She was high on crystal meth. 
Love at first fucking crash. I yeah. mean, holy shit. They yeah. ate a little from each other's faces. And the, <laughs> the great thing is that they're, they'll probably meet their grandkids in like, what, 12 years? That's probably going to be the turnaround <laughs> here between. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. It's going to be still fresh in their minds when the grandkids ask about this. Oh, man. It's totally. <laughs> I love that it's the view of Regal, though, because I think that, you know, it has to be that she stole it from, from her grandparents. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. She totally went to go visit them. She wasn't even stealing it. She didn't think she was going to get caught. She just was borrowing it without yeah. them knowing. Yeah. Or she inherited it before she got hooked on oxycontin yeah and then she sold it for oxycontin and then restole it yes <laughs> yeah she stole it from the person that she sold it to I was just she, it. she made a copy of the key whose name has to be daryl <laughs> damn it daryl just borrow i always i always thought about that with oldsmobiles where yes. i was like nobody ever buys an oldsmobile <laughs> everybody just inherits it from their grandparents yeah <laughs> lincoln town yeah i don't know too. yeah it's true yeah, dude Totally. Yeah, nobody ever buys a new one. It's just that, oh, well, my grandparents died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> if you see a teenager in Ozilville, you're just like, I'm so sorry about Pop-Pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can you just know, you, open with that. If you edit that, right, Carlos, you can get a sound clip where you're going, my grandparents just died, and then it's us laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's Dude, great. I might killer. just do that. It sounds great. That'd be awesome for Father's Day. <laughs> So you guys ready to roll into the next segment? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yep. All right, so we're going to hit some life hacks. Hey, hey Blair. Blair. Carry a political image in case you need to pee in public. Really? Pee on said image. If you get caught, plead the first. Claim it was an act of protest protected by the First Amendment. It's just a lot of work just to whiz in public. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to constantly have to carry around a... Like, I'd love to meet the guy that has a Dukakis sign that he's hung on to for the last 30 years. And it's just soaked in piss because he's been doing this life hack. I mean, it's worth a try because I know a lot of people that have gotten indecent exposure just for peeing in public. Dude, yeah. you can end up on a sex offender yeah. list if you get caught yeah. peeing in public. And, and I don't really? think they really differentiate. Nope. They don't list all the charges. You know no, what I mean? No, you're you're going to be didn't... introducing yourself to your neighbors yeah. right next to the child rapist. Yeah, yeah you make the same list. Yeah. That's one of those laws or regulations that really sucks for the guy that got caught peeing in public but is great for the pedophile yeah because you know, just... now he can just be like i was just yeah, peeing in public just be like, oh what happened you're on a ah fucking i was peeing that's all it was this this is the best thing that happened to me since i got caught diddling that kid in oklahoma yeah exactly it's like i can just tell people i was peeing i don't have to tell them i was peeing on kids yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what? They were all doing it, too. <laughs> Have you been to a ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> we were all peeing in public. <laughs> I will say, though, that this would be a good use of all those wasted Bloomberg signs that were all over the place for about <laughs> wow, three what weeks. a waste of marketing. Dude spent millions and millions of dollars for a campaign that lasted, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> saw that coming from a distance. He kind of felt like the kind of guy that buys all of your drinks at the bar and then you leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Right, yeah. I'm just being cool. <laughs> yeah. Then he fires you and takes your health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped but he picked up the tap so he's a good guy you know he stopped you before you left the bar and frisked you um 
it's funny because coincidentally i think it was when we recorded the first time with you blair that i mentioned on the podcast that i was driving up this is back when we actually met in person remember yeah, those days when we actually had human contact <laughs> it was uh, the end of the world yeah right before the end of the world yeah and and on my way to ian's place i mean to indecorous studios <laughs> i drove past a block that had like fucking 50 bloomberg signs and it basically looked like it was just some dude that was like hey man put these somewhere and he was like fuck it i'm gonna put them all in one block i'm done i remember that yeah he ate at the barbecue restaurant in my neighborhood. Oh, he did? He can't. Bloomberg did? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's how you get in touch with Southern voters it, and, you know, is. let them know that you understand their lifestyles. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Bobby lives in a gated community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gated and then just one barbecue restaurant. And and they only allow contractors with rat tails in. <laughs> hey, look, man, I can't help what the HOA decides, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Wish upon a rat tail. Hey, hey Blair. Blair. If you receive an unsolicited dick pic, freak out and claim that you will be contacting the police for sending child porn if it insults his size, <laughs> appearance, motives, and actions. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. That's great. Oh man. Oh, that's, that's great. Like, I mean, I I feel like <laughs> it's a good way to show him. I, down, I just right? don't know if he doesn't get it right away. But yeah, no, he'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> this is if i told this story on the podcast before let me know but that i told the time that i sent a dick pic as a joke i think probably but oh, I'll, yeah. I'll humor you go for it bro this this could be well good. i mean i want to tell the same fucking this is going to be like oh my god it's old man carlos with his dick <laughs> no one story, gets tired of we, you pic- we prefer grandpa carlos <laughs> yeah. no one tires of your dick pic stories bro go for well, it actually i think it's on my album so you just listen to, but basically all i did was that as a joke i googled the smallest dick i could oh, find and i sent it my, like a micro penis exactly as a Yay. joke and then the girl was like, oh, okay, thanks. And she, like, she thought it was actually me. Oh, like, wow. she didn't even get that I was kidding. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So I, apparently I look like a guy with a tiny penis. <laughs> I know what I will tell you. I've never received a small dick pic. I think that they know better. <laughs> they're always like... Yeah, right? Like, they're always like scary big. And then I'm like, uh, even if it's unsolicited, it's I'm like, wow, okay, well, I see why you were so bold enough to send this. Because <laughs> right, you have a billy club in your the, the, And that's the other part of it. I was like, who would actually send a picture of a, that tiny of a dick? You would not. I mean, you'd find a fake picture or some shit, well, right? I mean, you would cover I, that you, shit you up. You think so, but I actually, when, when, when we just first started being able to send pictures over phone, like the 2004 to 2000, like period when they were like good pictures and they weren't like the grainy ones i got a lot and i'll tell you people think that I, I i date a lot predominantly white men i mean my children are biracial so that kind of sealed the deal but um i had never seen well, like it was like a this guy had like a, a vein burst or something on his on his dick good lord it was a blowout like, was, was a blowout. it squirting <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, I don't. That doesn't happen on black dicks. It only happens on white dicks. The guy had like a little red explosion of uh, like a varicose vein on his penis, and I was like, "Whoa, dude! Whoa!" Wow, really? Yeah, I, mean, I, I just picture you. you having a very organized collection of these pictures. <laughs> it's like 
You know, you're looking at like folders on your computer, 2004 to 2011. Yeah, he was trying to explain it to me, and he was like directing me to articles to explain this is totally normal. He said he said other <laughs> other pictures and different angles to show that how, how it was gone the next day. It was just just a little bit of like a, a, a like, what are you getting in your eye? This is, that would be another motherfucker. Like you send a dick pic, and then the chick sends you an article to WebMD. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> or you know what would be the worst if someone sends you a pic back of an even bigger dick that'd make you feel like a complete beta cook right you know yeah i feel like if you send one and then it comes with like this back and forth explanation and everything maybe just don't send that picture yeah <laughs> i mean that be would lesson. be yeah in a perfect world there wouldn't be such a thing as unsolicited dick yeah. pic Wait, are you telling me guys that send them are not really smart? <laughs> it seems like it. Or women don't really automatically want to see them. Who no, knows? we don't. <laughs> I look at your, you're sending me to a bank account. Make sure you can take me out somewhere. That'd be cool. Here's a screenshot from Wells Fargo. I'm like, ooh, we're going <laughs> to be able to order dessert. Shit, all right. Hey, Blair. So moving on to our main topic. This is the best things done by horrible people. Blair's up first, and she's got... The original ruler of North Korea. Right. Well, Blair might know they had a softer side if she got an unsolicited. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come see the or a harder side. Hey, oh, yeah, anyway. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So Kim Jong-il of North Korea was the father of the current Kim Jong, a narcissistic ruler, a leader that impoverished his own people through ignorant nationalism and isolationism. <laughs> But he wrote sweet-ass operas. Oh, wow, okay. Many of which are still widely in China today. Okay, there's, they're in China. Do you mean North Korea? Oh, still China? Okay. I guess. Um, I mean, it's all the same. <laughs> Isn't it? So, um, it is rumored that he had a divine birth with double rainbows over the whole country on the day he was born. He was also a fashion icon, though it may have been fear and forced compliance that drove most of this. So this dude, apparently, he's the guy that played golf one time ever, and it was the perfect golf game. And he also claimed to be the first person that ever ate a hamburger or invented a hamburger. And, oh, he's uh, all that? He, and, yeah. and like, he, he claimed also he had never taken a, taken a poop or a piss in his whole oh, life. Yeah, I never was going to say, that's, that's the kind of stuff that you can claim when you don't have to worry about going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, this is the thing. I mean, did he really write sweet-ass operas? Or did everybody just tell him it was a sweet-ass yeah, opera because exactly. they didn't yeah, want to get decapitated? Somebody wrote a sweet one, and then he murdered that person and took the <laughs> Yeah, there you I love they said fashion icon when he has, like, a hairstyle that looks like he owns a lot of guns and lives in Texas. Like, it's <laughs> 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 just, like, du yeah. double rainbows when I was born. That's a great pickup line. <laughs> when I was born, there were double rainbows. I don't poop. Would you like to see my dick? <laughs> <laughs> It's huge and there's nothing wrong with it. Don't worry about that one spot. <laughs> but and, that's and another, another thing, though. Like, isn't it women don't poop, right? Or is it fart? Which one is it? Oh, no, I poop so much. <laughs> I, think, oh, okay. I, th I think the farts smell like, smell like unicorn sprinkles and they don't poop. I think that's what it is. Oh. I, I don't poop or fart if you're asking me about it as it's happening or recently happened in the near future. <laughs> but hypothetically, all the time. If you're like, if I walked out of a bathroom and you're like, did you poop? No, I didn't. <laughs> if you smell something right. you think I farted, it wasn't me. But in any other time when you're... <laughs> and then, yeah. And then uh, yeah, if we're talking in historical terms, then yeah, it's happened in the past, yeah. but not right now. <laughs> but right now, you're wrong. So I'll take us on this next one. Ted Bundy was a prolific serial killer racking up 14 murders 
in just a five-year period in the 1970s. Though he's been linked over to 40 murders, oh. only 14 have been proven. Oh, but what makes Ted's stats so impressive is that in that short time span, he had multiple murders across five states from the Northwest all the way to the Southeast. He was a real globetrotter, baby. He was all over the place. <laughs> Ted wasn't all just rape, kill, and eat. He had a softer side, too. He actually worked on a suicide prevention yeah. hotline and used his manipulative personality for some good and convinced people not to kill themselves. So he could kill them. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey, man, you don't want to do this. Let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> this is how he like, made peace with the universe. He's like, all right, universe, I just got this one guy to take the gun out of his mouth, so you owe me one. You owe me a freebie. Yeah. So then, yeah. I mean, I talk about a control freak. You know, No, you don't kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> I, for a while, I was thinking, like, you know what would be two good jobs to have is, like, you work at a suicide hotline, but your other job is you work selling knives. <laughs> and so you can just be like, well, if you're going to do this, I can get you a good deal. You don't want to be hacking away. You want uh, a nice clean cut. Yeah, you want a nice clean cut. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to get infected. <laughs> not that you'll be around to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to leave a messy body. <laughs> All right, so Carlos can take us on this last one here. Jim Jones was the leader of a famous doomsday cult that led a mass suicide of 900 people by drinking cyanide-laced grape Kool-Aid. I remember that commercial. Remember when Kool-Aid was a, <laughs> that was a commercial, the brick thing? Like yeah. 900 to, people will die for it. it. Exactly. Yeah, before the so good. was exploding through brick walls, he was killing mm -hmm. people in Jonestown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he convinced his cult into this mass suicide by telling them that a rogue U.S. military operation was about to parachute in and murder the children and torture the parents. Oh, my. And that a dignified suicide would be better. Mm -hmm. But before making Kool-Aid jokes a thing, Jones was actually the director of the Indianapolis Human Rights Commission. Oh, wow. Yeah, he fought for racial equality and even adopted children of various races and called them his rainbow children. That's not, Aww. That's not racist. He wasn't lucky to have any double rainbow children? <laughs> yeah, no shit. He fought for racial equality and even adopted children of various races and called them his... Oh, Jesus. I just read the same <laughs> sentence again. It's okay, Grandpa Carlos. <laughs> yeah, old man Carlos. We're going to have to take the keys from your Buick Regal. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you about the dick pic that I sent once? Don't tell us Before he was, uh, yeah, I had to get it developed, then fucking put it in the mail. Yeah. Before he was a doomsday prophet, he was a normal two-bit preacher that specialized in faith healing. And though none of it was real, it gave some people a little bit of nice hope. I gotta go back to the he was fighting for racial equality but it's grape kool-aid i mean i feel like there's some like there's <laughs> racial insensitivity there like why could it be red kool-aid come on <laughs> i mean it sounds like if jim jones was around today he'd get canceled <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure like but like i love that it's like the faith healer is not real but we felt it it felt good it's like <laughs> yeah exactly it's like hey you're bringing hope to these people that are gonna die anyway. <laughs> but this dude pretty much single-handedly almost put Kool-Aid out of business forever because wow. the PR campaign they had to do to kind of undo the damage of the drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. They're like, oh, that, but that's the other Kool-Aid. That's not our Kool-Aid. Ours is awesome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if it wasn't name brand Kool-Aid. If it was like, yeah. Right Punch or something. Great <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> drink. What's the one from like? It's like uh, Weilers or something. <laughs> 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 so where, where's my poor people at? Where, like, 
<laughs> I, I is this frequently... is this actually I didn't, is this where purple drank came from? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they, they rebranded. Yeah, it was a rebrand. They had to do some what's PR crazy shit. Crazy is like if you can't afford Kool Aid, you really are poor because it's like twenty cents a packet. So like to get the cheaper <laughs> version of Kool Aid, you really had to be very poor. Yeah. yeah, that almost sounds like a yo mama so poor yeah. joke. <laughs> I mean, she couldn't afford Kool Aid. <laughs> For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, so our last bit for this segment. Blair, we're going to let you take us home with an angry rant, <laughs> and you're channeling a 14-year-old girl that was just sent a dick pic. Here is the rant, so I'll let you read this. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm underage, okay? For fuck's sake. I don't want to go on the internet. Some cut sandwich. <laughs> Which cut sandwich? Feels <laughs> the need to send me an unwanted dick pic. Can I not discuss video games in peace? Hashtag canceled. <laughs> so yeah, people are out there apparently just sending dick pics everywhere. Fucking it's a numbers See, now game, that right? that kind of is the child porn. <laughs> You're sending porn there you to go. a child. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It, it just came back full circle. <laughs> that's, oh God, I have a girl. I have a daughter. Ah. Oh, that's right. And by the time she gets of age, they're going to be like 3D and oh, shit. God. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take a virtual tour of my dick? Like, you're really, you're going to literally have to slap that dick away or some make, shit. I want to make sure you don't have any STDs. Could you lift the balls? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to get Norton antivirus just for the STDs. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> you gave my iPhone gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, no, that's I'm, it's terrible. I really, I, I wanted a girl for so long, and now I just want to put her back. That's Listen, she's a coronavirus baby. She's going to be strong as fuck. I know. For real. She's just going to be able to lick restaurant tables and shit. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Blair, you got anything to plug? I I really missed Ian's misspellings. (laughs) (laughs) The Rouge rouge Rogue U.S. military. Yeah, Yeah, you noticed that? It was Rouge, but I still fucking like a goddamn professional. It was screaming out of me. The misspelling is everywhere. But he convened them to kill themselves. (laughs) They're the Moulin Rouge U.S. military operation. Yeah, the U.S. US military was about to put a Moulin Rouge play. Yeah, I've actually, I'll tell you, I've sold more albums since the quarantine times and pandemic and all that. So I appreciate everybody that's bought my album or listened to it. And if you haven't, go ahead and check it out. You can go to my website. It's BlairNyasComedy.com. How do you spell Blair and oh, I? Yeah, that's right. Not everybody knows that because they're not all my bitch <laughs> yeah. mother Brenda. Um, my, yeah, you should write a joke about I that. I did write it. So it's Bl- <laughs> I know, Blair I know. is a Why? Because my mom's a bitch. Okay, so um, <laughs> B-L-A-Y-R and then Nias, N-I-A-S. And you can find the album and a whole bunch of racially insensitive merchandise <laughs> um, <laughs> to purchase, uh, which may be tongue-in-cheek and very funny and appropriate right now, or horribly misguided. I don't know. You make the decision. All right, Blair. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey Blair. Blair. All right, guys, for our next segment, please welcome our special guest, Mimi Benfield. Mimi. Hey. How did you manage to survive COVID in New York City? I fled and hid in North Carolina for five months. See, that's the fucking way to do it. In the middle of nowhere. The the way you say it, it makes it sound like you're hiding in a closet all cowardly. I literally, I'm not going to lie, I left at 5 a.m. in the morning in a panic. Um, I may, I may or may not have been doing drugs. (laughs) I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get the fuck out of this city. And I packed 
everything I needed up and drove to North Carolina. <laughs> Ran over a drifter on the way out of town. Dude, now North, now that North Carolina has turned into a massive red dot, you're like, oh, New York, I'm going back. 100%. I was like, well, we know my pattern. Okay, <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. This segment is brought to you by Dirty Rotten Flowers. Do you want to tell a friend or loved one, fuck you, but you're not ready to send them an angry box of poop? Well, fear no more, friends, because Dirty Rotten Flowers are here to give you another amazing option that you didn't know you needed. That's great. I would like to think this was started by a florist that just had a bunch of stuff going bad. It was like, <laughs> how do we creative. sell this for more than the fresh flowers? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm looking at the prices. It's ridiculous. Like, you could just go to a graveyard. It'd be so much yes. easier. <laughs> yes. yeah, just do what I do and steal everything you need from graveyards. <laughs> oh, they're dead. You can't steal from debt. Well, I guess you kind of can, but whatever. It's, I'm not paying $35 for some dead flowers. I'm not paying it for live flowers either, but. So it's either this I mean, this episode's brought to you by DirtandRunFlowers.com or Mimi's Discount Dirt and Run Flowers. <laughs> I, I can hook you up. I can hook you up. I don't like real jobs. I could do this. I could go steal flowers from Graveside. <laughs> and you're in I, New York City, so they probably have the Rona, too. Oh, I, sure. I, actually, <laughs> I actually do live one block away from, like, the biggest cemetery in the whole state. Dude, score. Most of my neighbors are already dead, so I wasn't too worried. <laughs> You should start a service where people can pay you to go spit on people's graves that they still hate. Oh, dude, that's... I mean, and you I could, like, charge a... extra for different bodily fluids. Exactly. <laughs> spit, spit's, like, yeah. the low low rate. Don't try yeah. to combine this with your OnlyFans. <laughs> you gotta upsell secrets, that piss. <laughs> yeah, how did, Mimi, how did you score this sweet-ass apartment in between a cemetery and a fucking fire department? <laughs> It's 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 fine. <laughs> Two words, black mold. <laughs> well, now, yeah, now there's some mold, but whatever. I'm tough. All right, you guys ready to get into it? The next story proves that some people just don't know how to party. While most people are chill or even more fun when they're on drugs, one Nevada woman was a major buzzkill when she was on her drug of choice. Bobby's got the first point on this. Cynthia Alexis Al Alegria Alegria liked oh. to huff paint in her parents' garage, but wasn't emotionally prepared for being called a disappointment and a loser by her parents. You know what is disappointing is that she had the perfect porn star name to begin with. Cynthia yeah. Alexis Alegria. Oh, dude. That's yeah, like that, yeah she was like fucking... named. She could have been the best. Yeah, Manwin could have stolen so much money from her. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. Well, no, I would have hooked her up with Cock Ninja. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, Lord. He treats his ladies uh, right. So after several angry fights about huffing paint, Cynthia had one final childish outburst to show her parents who the real loser was. By the way, Alegria, pronounced Alegria, is Spanish for happiness. <laughs> somehow I feel like this, that's not how this story is going to end. Oh, dude, and, it's going to have a happy ending. You just and, wait, Carlos. And isn't that what huffing paint really is? Happiness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One day when her dad tried to take away the paint can from her again. Oh, abusive parents. I see how this gets started. <laughs> she fought back. She ended up hitting her dad in the head with a crowbar, unfortunately killing him. Oh. But rather than stopping there, her rage continued to run wild and she lit the entire house on fire with her mother inside. When firefighters showed up and asked if anyone was inside, she finally mumbled that her parents were inside after hesitating to answer at first. 
If this shit would have just happened at Mimi's apartment, they would have shown up in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a tragedy well, anymore. They would have just walked over. Maybe. We don't know. These I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if they're really fighting fires. I think they're just being loud for no reason. But they just do the siren every once in a while, so it looks like they're busy. Yeah, they're probably just evil Democrats. <laughs> I was just picturing Huff Post. The headline for this article would be like "Upset Daughter Claps Back." That that would be the perfect outlet to do a thing about paint. Oh yeah, huffing ton, huffing a ton of paint. She may have gotten one last awesome sniff on that paint can by fighting her dad. But unless it made her immortal, the buzz wasn't likely worth it because she is now serving two consecutive life sentences plus 15 years for arson. Hashtag best kid ever. Oh. <laughs> I say that to my dad all the time. That's her best kid ever. But I didn't do any of that. God damn. Well, see, now you're not going to be able to do that anymore unless you start popping some paint. I have had <laughs> paint been before. I actually have when I was a teenager. Oh, how was it? Not great. Not great. Do not, don't you... recommend. Can you recommend a brand or anything? Is one better yeah, than the yeah. other? Maybe you need to do Sherman Williams. I can, rec I can recommend the brand we used. It was called Stolen. Um, <laughs> I was a rotten teenager. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but no, that, that shit, even as a teen, out that high wasn't. I was like, no, I'll just stick to Duster. <laughs> have standards. So this is the ultimate case of a millennial slacker rebelling against their parents that are probably just trying to help them along the way of responsibility. But yeah, I guess them? murder is one way to rebel. Yeah. Well, it's not like she had a life to begin with. At least, she, uh, at least she didn't marry some kind of colored or anything. Oh, good God. <laughs> Can you she imagine? Was, she was huffing colored paint instead. Oh, my God. She had to get it in her mouth. <laughs> Oh, so thing. what is the moral of this story? Just let your kids sniff paint? Yeah, dude, let them fucking <laughs> sniff all the paint they want, or they're going to kill right. you. I mean, that's yeah. the moral of the story here. Right. They just I mean, don't have kids. Yeah, we've, that's basically what we've been trying to preach since the beginning of this <laughs> podcast, is the best life hack is don't ever have kids. Yeah. Speaking of life hacks, Carlos... free STD test. Just tell your previous partner that they might have an STD. This will incentivize them to get their own STD test. Then just simply tell them to let you know what results they get. Uh, I, I just like to send, <laughs> send people in with a little sample and tell them to have the doctor biopsy it. <laughs> You're like those teenagers that stand outside of convenience stores so you can buy them liquor. You just stand outside of labs yeah. with a little <laughs> vial of your semen. It's like, hey, come on, man. Can you hook me up, man? Just fucking yeah. tell them it's yours. I can't relate to this. I always raw dog it and I'm fine. See, that's what I'm thinking. If you, if you, if you have vanilla sex... Or if you have really dirty sex, this hack may or may not work for you, right? So, I mean, you got to make sure you gave it to them really fucking good. And they've definitely got whatever you've got. But if you're doing some missionary with a condom, then, yeah, their test is pretty much invalid. Yeah. Or, or lesbian sex. So. Yeah, yeah. She's raw dog and lesbian it's a, sex. It's that, a little that's hard. Yeah, it's a little hard to... I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> you've been trying to get an STD? I haven't got one yet. <laughs> I feel left out to be honest. I got I got an HPV test and it came back negative. It's like what the fuck do I have to do? Dude, everybody gets that. <laughs> I know. And I'm a, Carlos will tell you I'm a slut, and I just wait, don't wait. know what am wait I doing wrong. I mean, that's not supposed to be one of the pre-requirements to be on this podcast is to have HPV. How did you get past the censors? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. 
<laughs> oh my god you should be yeah i'm too old for the um is it a vaccine or something to prevent it i'm too old for that too so they're like just yeah. good luck and you don't want to get autism <laughs> <laughs> yeah Again? you're right we're gonna move on to our main topic now we'll let mimi take us on this first one here benito mussolini was most famously known for being a fascist twat goblin okay <laughs> Tingy wait, wait, found I, the think, first... I think we do have to specify Ian writes these things, so I don't, yeah. I, I don't want Mimi to get canceled by the twat goblin <laughs> lobby. Nobody's going to believe I talk like that. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. I would just say cunt. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a lady. Yeah, I'm classy. Um, no offense, Ian. <laughs> um, in 1919, he founded the first ever fascist party and in 1922 took over Italy. Propaganda called the cult of personality was created to influence Mussolini's rise in power. This consisted of far-fetched stories about him where he survived fatal bullet wounds in World War I and speeches that made him cure deaf kids. He was a huge influence on Hitler and jumped into World War II against the U.S. and the Allies and overall was just a huge piece of shit. But he did increase school attendance rates in Italy and he was an excellent violin player. <laughs> okay. I, you know, we've been doing this segment now and it's like awesome things that bad people have done. I was like, I don't know if playing the violin is that awesome. When yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, being a fascist. <laughs> he just, his neighbors hated him. Yeah. But there was, yeah. he, did, he did write an awesome song, Carlos, to be fair. Have you ever heard that song called The Cult of Personality? Oh, that was him. That was him. <laughs> this living color just covered it. <laughs> I, I like that his speeches cured deaf kids. They were so inspirational. Just Truth. listen. Just listen. And the kids were like, I can suddenly have my hearing back. I will say this in his defense. When I was in college, the fascist parties were the best. <laughs> Wait, you went to college? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That was the craziest part of it all. <laughs> all right. So Carlos can take us on this next one here. Paul Pot was responsible for almost 2 million deaths in Cambodia and Vietnam, but they were all Asians. <laughs> and this is, so there's a bright side to the story? Sorry. I, I, I editorialized there for a second. That's not what it says on the copy. I'm sorry. I thought that's where that was going. Oh, oh, man. My bad, my bad. Dude, Shane Gillis would be spinning in his grave. I'll, uh, <laughs> I don't I'll even know what that means. I'll start over, I'll start <laughs> over. Pol Pot was responsible for almost 2 million deaths in Cambodia and Vietnam, but before he started a, a revolutionary war, he was a very soft-spoken professor in a university and was loved by everyone. So this is the awesome thing that he did, that he wasn't loud. Yeah. Yeah. Some people liked him. So. Yeah. You know how you just really love people that you have to ask to repeat themselves over and over? <laughs> <laughs> and di didn't he have like a son named Ned? And wasn't the Neddy Pot invented after his son? Or did I read that part wrong? Uh. Just me? Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. The little thing you put in your nose, like you drain your fucking... I don't know the history of the neti pot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's possibly related to him, but I could just be making shit up. Who knows? Hey, it's your podcast. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I'll, I'll, I'll take this next one. So Stalin also committed genocides and had millions killed just because their ideologies didn't match his own. But he did write beautiful poems and believe that poetry is the food for the soul. 
So it's optimistic to assume that he also had a sliver of goodness in his heart. I disagree. Poets are awful. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I thought we were trying to do redeemable shit. Now, yeah. Now yeah. I used to be cool with Stalin, but now that I know he did poetry. Yeah, I, I, think like, the, I, I, like, I like him less somehow. I, I would like to hear some Stalin slam poetry. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he inspired the beatniks in the 1950s and started that whole mock turtleneck movement. That was, that was all Stalin. Oh, goodness. Lord, I'm like, I've dated some girls that did poetry, and it was very short-lived. I couldn't know. Here's the thing. Like, poetry is one of the... I mean, actually, it's not unlike... Well, it's not unlike most things, I guess. But it's like, if you're good at it, okay, that's great. But there's so mm-hmm. few people that are good at it. Yeah. That you just end up watching some mediocre fucking horse shit. Yeah. And then if uh, you know the person, then you have to pretend like, oh, yeah, no, that was great. No, I... <laughs> I've done that so much. Yeah, because, oh, you know, it's like, I, you know what? I mean, I still want to kind of fuck you. And right? also, you can go to poopsenders.com and send mediocre horse shit to people that you hate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a callback now. Oh, yeah. God. No, I don't think I could like poetry. I'm too dead inside. I'm a comedian. It's like, I don't want to feel feelings. <laughs> right. Why would I want to read this shit? It's like emotional. I just want to write a joke about <laughs> dicks or something. Exactly. Yeah, poetry tends to be the art form that has the most pretension in it, in my opinion. The people that mm-hmm. take something that's very trite and derivative, and they're just like, I own this. This is mine. It came from just my soul. It's like you put it back. And Yeah, exactly. It's like Bobby, yeah. do you know, because you're our stand-up historian archivist, <laughs> do you remember Stanhope's line about poetry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like talking about like listening to some girl like telling poetry. He's like... Oh, this is that's really good. <laughs> like some girl he's trying to fuck or something. Yeah, it oh, was, it's, it's basically like poetry is like people's children. Like it's really good to you. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Yeah, like they're beautiful to you, but for the yeah. rest of us, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little water baby. Yeah. Oh, they're exactly. irritating and something else. Yeah, God, I can. That was. Uh, that's from something to take the edge off. Well, that was our butcher joke of the episode. <laughs> All right, so Mimi can take us back on track on this next one here. Genghis Khan was ruthless, but was extremely... Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Bobby, is that how you say it? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> no, it is. I think it is Genghis, but... Like... Okay, so... we had we had a debate about this before. This is a callback to episode 49 where Bobby decided to be a cunt about it. <laughs> uh, I was... Di- is, listen, it, I was... is it really how you say it? it? I think it is, but I was trying very hard to only be a twat goblin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna well, you're just you're sweet button. to me. So, no, it's fine. Correct me. I don't want to look stupid in front of other people. You guys well, are fine. I, honestly, I think he's full of shit. I, was, I just did it for the callback, but I think Bobby's full of shit. I think it is right. Yeah. I just I get high and tell jokes. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> now, listen, I heard a pretentious person correct somebody else when saying it, so I just took that and rolled with it, all right? Well, I think you just gave me a gift because next time someone says it wrong, I'm going to be like, well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do some cunt-splaining of your own. I enjoy that so much. You, uh, you, can, be, you can be like, hey, actually, I listen to an indecorous podcast, and uh, according to Bobby... Yeah, and I'll, I'll give him a link and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
so you guys will have me back for a third time. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll get like a jacket or something. Yeah, that'll be the deep, the deep dive when we have you back is going to be all about gingivitis con. Yeah, I think that's what the words of this is. I literally don't even remember what it is. Bobby caught gingivitis as a kid and just always remembered that. So yeah. Okay, not not okay. It's Genghis. Yes. It's like gay. Okay, Genghis. All right, I got it. <laughs> I love you guys. All right. Uh, Genghis Khan was ruthless in conquering nations, but was extremely open to all religion. This was so well known at the time that many historians believe Khan to be one of the most religiously open leaders in world history. Dude was but now there's Trump, so I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, He's got competition now. So well, I got some fun facts about this dude. He actually killed so many people. They say that he was the best guy for the environment in history because with all the bloody deaths, the world got way better, more green, better air quality. And then they say that something like 50% of all Asians have traces of his genetic makeup because he just yeah. fucked and pillaged so much. Because they said that's like why a lot of them are really short or something. Or is that terrible of me to say? Oh, that's racist. I think that's just terrible. Is it racist? <laughs> well, oh my God, that's going cancel. I'm still learning. I was like, yeah, because he was really it's, short, right? I think that was Napoleon, but maybe so, maybe so, maybe so. Well, I, I think know. more than one person can be. I need to watch the History right? Channel. I'm still... <laughs> uh, all I know is I've always been a big fan of uh, Genghis Khan, as it's actually <laughs> pronounced. Sounds like a wrestler. Ganges Khan. <laughs> I'm gonna go that guy. Oh, we lost somebody. I know. I don't know who it was, but I, I think somebody was beaten to death with a bottle. A bar oh, fight just broke. No, out. I threw I threw something in the trash. Sorry, right. I didn't realize you guys could hear it. I was trying to be quiet. Yeah, you should have you should have thrown Bobby's pronunciation in the trash if you know what I'm talking about. Oh my lord! All right, I, Mimi. So we're gonna let you get out of here on an angry rant. Your angry rant for the week is going to be. You're going to try to channel this person? Well, what is her motivation? I mean, Ian's on this director kick. So you got to give her (laughs) her motivation. And the the good thing is that Ian didn't actually type this, so it's probably spelled correctly. Ah, So you you got to ramp up the uh, anger. Yeah, this is all Ian's whim. So he's your director right now. Yeah, so channel the anger, channel the fucking pretension, the smugness of these guys think they're cool. They're not as cool as me. But anyway, go ahead. I was going to do it as a Karen. Do it as Karen. Yeah, Yeah, do it as Karen. Own it. Own it. I am goddamn sick of your insecure ass coming from a mile away on your penis mobile. You're not impressing anyone, you fucking obnoxious. Period. And everyone can tell that you've intentionally made your bike louder for the attention. No one is fooled and no one is impressed. We're all embarrassed on your behalf and seriously wish you'd move out of our neighborhood. Bam. Nailed it. Nailed it. It was almost a Kelly. But I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on my white girl. <laughs> I swear I to God, you, you and your little penis so ill. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got to take a sip of that cappuccino right after you say that. Yeah, dude, nailed it. <laughs> With the pinky yeah. out. So Mimi, do you got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? You can just check out my website. It's gayofsunshine.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok because I'm young and vibrant <laughs> at, uh, at Mimi Benfield. Just my name. I'm the only one. And I might do an open mic and get canceled pretty soon. So we'll see. <laughs> but Mimi, spell out your whole name for the oh, folks sure. at home. It's M-I-M-I-B-E-N-F-I-E-L-D. Oh, Mimi, thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was great. I love you guys so much. It's a love wonderful you podcast. Too. 
Our final segment for our special 50th episode is brought to you by Fake Doggy Balls. Nudicles is a fabulous innovator of pet self-esteem with patented testicular implantation for dogs, cats, to help neutered, hesitant pet owners do the right fucking thing and overcome the trauma of altering and allowing their beloved pet to retain its natural look and blah, 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 blah. The point is, it's fucking fake dog balls. I've heard of nudicles as far as when dudes get their, their nuts removed because of testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah. But now these are for dogs. These are for <laughs> dogs. So yes. we're like, we found a way to transfer our insecurities to animals now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could just slap some of those truck nuts on the dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's the way Redner. Yeah, you get some duct tape, you get some of them truck nuts, bam. Nobody will ever be able to tell the difference. We just got a yeah. puppy and we're thinking about getting it neutered and i've been having that whole like kind of circumcision debate in my head about it where it's like <laughs> he can't consent to this but it's the right thing or whatever i, I don't know i don't know how to handle it so now nick this is all problem solved for you my friend because you can give him fake doggy balls and none is the wiser <laughs> yeah and you gotta go like comically large elephantitis oh, yeah. size comically you know? large and no, by the way, the that's, our, um, that's our guest, Nick. Ian doesn't like introducing the guests. But <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I forgot. We have a guest, and his name is Nick Olesa. We'll do it out of order. I'll, I'll catch up on the next In, wait, thing. Wait, inventor of nudicles, Nick Olesa? <laughs> <laughs> that's, where the, that's where it comes from. That's where the name came from. <laughs> not only is he an owner of the product, but he's also the inventor of the product. And unfortunately, I'm a jackass and forgot to introduce him. Comedian Nick Alessa and fan favorite, by the way. So welcome, Nick. Yeah, hey, hello. Thanks for being back. Hey, Nick. Hey, uh, I don't want to be a diva, but since Stand Up is dead and never coming back, I've been going by Nick Alexander again. Oh, <laughs> okay. Good lord. So you dropped the fake name, you're bringing back the real name? Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. This isn't working out. Go get Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Spencer Olesa now, though. <laughs> We all have our fake names, except for me and Bobby. We, we use the real names. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Carlos is just an alias for his real name. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't fucking put my name on this fucking piece <laughs> of trash. <laughs> but yeah, what do you guys think about fake doggy testicles? Good idea? Great idea? Oh, I think it's a goddamn terrible idea. Like, <laughs> fucking is like, oh, we're insecure. Let me make my dog also fucking insecure. Fuck. Like, they don't give a fuck. But it's like, hey, let's give them a fucking issue. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it'd be kind of, you know, like a fun thing to have at parties. You know what I mean? You just, you pull your dog's balls off, slap somebody in the face <laughs> with them, put them back on. Okay, now, okay, you sold me. <laughs> it's a good party trick. <laughs> it's a hat trick, so yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize it was going to be a party trick, but now I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, you can stop uh, slapping people in the face with your real balls and get all those sexual assault charges dropped. <laughs> all right, moving on to our next topic, unethical life hacks. This is our last edition of Unethical Life Hacks. So we felt like we would do something really special, something a little, little different. We usually just throw out the worst, shittiest pro-life tips, the most indecorous life hacks that are essentially worthless but funny and sometimes buyer beware. Use it your own caution. But this time we're actually going to give you some of the best unethical life hacks that really fucking work. By the so way, these are the, this is Ian saying this. So don't yeah, yeah. me and Bobby. If you yeah, you guys might have your own that are even better. But these are the ones. If somebody dies, it's all on Ian right now. Yeah, all you right. have to stick around for the 50th episode to finally get a good show out of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for the people that have tuned us out before, listen closely. We're going to give you guys the real shit. Bye. 
buy a prepaid credit card at Walmart for 25 bucks and then buy $24 worth of shit. And then with your $1 lift, sign up for free trials on 10 different porn sites and 10 other free subscription sites that require a credit card and auto bill if you don't cancel. And then at that point, who gives a shit? You got $1 spread amongst 10 different things and it's not that they can take money from a dead credit card anyway. Wabam. That seems like a lot of hoops to jump through when Pornhub is free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, we just did an episode on Pornhub and how who pays for porn. Yeah. yeah. So basically you just give these people your information. I mean, they're still going to have like your email and whatnot. <laughs> so just give them all your information and then fuck them over. <laughs> I mean, if, if there's one thing about porn companies, they won't do anything unscrupulous. No, not at all. Not at yeah. All. They don't want to ruin their reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, do you really want to sign up for all those trial subscriptions all at once? You should space them out, really. You know, you're going to burn space yourself out. out, man. Yeah, you're going to you get all those trial subscriptions. You're going to blow a vein in your dick and then have to explain <laughs> all those picks to people, you know? All right. So, 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 question for, doing the callbacks. So, so, question for you guys When was the last time or first time you ever bought porn? I don't know if I've ever actually purchased pornography. Yeah. So how, did you, yeah. how did you survive before like 1998? Were you like a porno mag kind of guy or I just? A, I was a, I, I'm 30. I was like <laughs> eight years old. So I don't You're eight years old. So you weren't <laughs> masturbating eight years old. All right. What about you, Nick? Any uh, experience with the uh, DVDs or anything in the past? I went from finding the magazines, however I found them. <laughs> Magic. To, to downloading a scene for 17 hours. That was all grainy <laughs> and shitty. That's right. To just this fucking Willy Wonka factory of porn that we have now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, people that lived back in the 1990s, they don't know the fucking horror and pain of fucking a $20 porn DVD or a fucking 20-hour download of something that was you, pixelated. The yeah. first adult movies I ever saw were, and I guess nobody, I don't know why I said adult movies, nobody calls them that, but were on Betamax at my, at my Betamax. friend's house. Yeah, His dad had this like Betamax porn collection. What's weird about it is that the dude actually had a VHS player, but he was such a hipster that he would only watch <laughs> porn on Betamax. Hey, more like a master beta, Max. Ah. Hey, all right, I'm done. See you guys. Right. That's Lord. a high spot. That's a high spot. That's, that's why we got you back on the podcast. And so I had a life hack back in the day that instead of buying the $20 porn DVDs, I found a porn store that was like hidden in the back of a regular family video store. Oh, and so you, you robbed it at gunpoint. Ah, oh, dude. But, but what you did is like you picked out your porn from the back but then they would give it to you to take to the front of the cashier. So I'm like literally in line with a bunch of little old ladies and children renting fucking porn DVDs. And it was <laughs> the most awesome experience ever. I will say I do remember that like I can't go far back enough where I was purchasing porn, but I do remember the days where I would have a download program and I would set it up like at 10 or 11 at night, hoping that the download would be over the next day. But we're talking <laughs> about fucking dial up days. So yeah. some of these like huge downloads and the program would actually tell you, it was like, you have this many minutes, this many hours. And the thing would go to like days. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. As yeah. many hours, as many hours, as many days. And the days would go into the thousands. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but I fucking, I'd leave that shit on. I'd leave that shit on because you know what? Maybe, maybe <laughs> I won't live long enough to see this. Porn, <laughs> but maybe my children or my children's children will get to see this porn. So, you know, I did it for the generations that come after me. 
If you aren't able to pay a credit card balance this month, buy something expensive and immediately return it. The credit from the return counts towards your current statement balance due. Oh, wow. This well, is bam. Really, yeah, now this is legit right here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is the legit shit. I did this. I didn't. I mean, this was my intention, but I did a show earlier. This Remember stand-up? You guys remember stand-up? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. When I was opening for Big J Okerson, I wanted to record those shows, but my camera's like, it's shitty as fuck. So I was like, ah, I want to record this like with a good fucking camera. So I just bought one at Walmart, recorded my shows, and then returned it. <laughs> and then I have like a $250 credit that covered, uh, you know, other shit for a while. Did you delete your set afterwards or is someone going to buy that camera and be like, oh, shit? No, I, I, I left it in there. And also I burned some DVDs that I included inside the box. <laughs> I returned it. So, and I put some uh, downloads to my album in the box when I returned it. <laughs> So I, I think some companies this will still work on, but a lot of other ones have kind of gotten wise to it and it doesn't work anymore. They won't reduce your minimum payment or right. anything. You could just not pay it. Fuck it. That's what I'm doing with my student loans. I'm like, Trump's going to kill us within the next three years. It's fine. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to give you my money now. Yeah, that's right. Just short the longevity of the United States. The best, nicest things done by shitty people. Bobby's got this first one. Napoleon was an infamous French ruler that came to power during a coup in the French Revolution and quickly killed his political opponents in what was known as the Reign of Terror. He got rid of what was left of French democracy and virtually destroyed all the press and journalists. Wait, uh, the, are we talking, is this not Trump? Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds familiar. We're, we're all living this right now. I mean, knowing Ian, he might have just misspelled Trump as Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, dude. The term Napoleon syndrome was a precursor to what today we call Little Dick Syndrome, where a tyrant that is small in stature acts out to overcompensate for something. But despite having a small dick, Napoleon also implemented one of the best models of legal government at the time under the Napoleonic Code. Among other things, this got rid of titles granted at birth. This allowed European society more upward mobility. I mean, I will say this is when we, we've been doing several of these. This might be the first one that I think is semi-legit that he... There's some he substance did. to the nice thing, yeah. Well, yeah, because he did actually destroy... That's why France doesn't have kings and queens, where yeah, most, most European... Well, I don't know. Okay, I won't say most, but a lot of big-time European countries, like England and the Netherlands, like fucking big-time countries, still have kings and queens that are fucking useless. Yep. Maybe, Carlos, but did he serenade anybody with his sweet violin tunes? Yeah, that's true. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, when he was born, there weren't two fucking rainbows that flew out of like, <laughs> And like he wasn't like some dope-ass poet. Yeah. Yeah, but you think they were as divided back then as, like, people? Because it was like, you didn't have two sides to argue about. It was like, this dude was going to be the king and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was no, like, bickering on Facebook about King Louis or whatever. <laughs> Right, exactly. There was no BuzzFeed about this. <laughs> Ten guys that want to be king right now. <laughs> and one that really shouldn't. <laughs> so we'll let Carlos take his own. Who wants to be king? 
So let Carlos take this next one here. John Number eleven is gonna piss you off. Sorry, because <laughs> it's Mike Stork. You know, John Wayne Gacy, one of the most famous serial killers of all time. At the time of his arrest, he was responsible for killing over thirty people, many of them children, and many of which were later found buried under his crawl space. But he was also a really good clown. He delighted kids for over a decade, appearing at children's birthday parties as either Pongo or Patches. <laughs> I mean, how can you hate a man named Pungo or Patches? Even though he killed around 30 kids, he made hundreds smile with his clown act. I that math, highly that out. That. I highly name me one person that smiled at a clown. Oh come on, Carlos! <laughs> it's a they terrified. Ch- they traumatized children. That's what fucking. The people that he killed dressed up as a clown were probably happy to die just so they didn't have to stare at a clown. You must have had some really bad balloon animals made in front of you with an angry clown once upon a time, Carlos. Can I call Spencer in here to do her John Wayne Gacy impression? Go yeah. for it, bro. Yeah, call it up. This is not uh, something I was expecting to happen. <laughs> it's Spencer Taylor, who's been on the podcast before. We're getting a cameo from Spencer. There we go. Here we go. The talented one. I didn't Just realize you had a John Wayne Gacy impression on standby. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, ready, ready? Here, here we go, here we go. Um, yeah, so I just do a really good impression of John Wayne Gacy. You, all right, you ready? Yep. Oh, I'm a, I'm a killer clown who likes to murder and rape 17-year-old boys, Bill Grum. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That was pretty tight. Very good, very good. I love that. Special bonus. That was awesome, Spencer. <laughs> Is that so I think we'll try to go out on an angry rant. Nick, for this angry rant, we're going to do... Are you a feet guy? Let me ask you that. Because I don't want to like throw you on the wrong kind of angry rant. But uh... <laughs> uh, No, I, I, I just use them to walk. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, more so of a diabetes not... guy. <laughs> so this isn't going to hit too close to home. So here we go. Right. Your angry rant is, this guy just doesn't understand what the fuck is up with some foot fetish shit. So channel the narrator of the blog and just fucking go for it. All right. Well, it's on Reddit, so... <clears throat> Today, I learned that there are guys with feet obsessions that pay girls to take pictures of their feet. This is so stupid. There are girls bragging about how they made money selling some weird creep fit pictures. What the hell? Why not just Google feet and get a million results? These people are paying for this are so stupid. You're literally paying some shut up mom you're literally paying some less skilled deplorable bills for doing nothing while the rest of the world has to work their asses off and the people selling the pics are just as bad they're just preying on someone's weakness do you not feel any shame knowing that some weird guy in a basement is looking at your feet i know capitalism but it doesn't make it any less stupid Yes. yes. Did you nailed it, dude. You killed it. Oh, killed my it, God. I like it when the guest has more commitment than I would ever put into my <laughs> Dude, I, I felt that one. I felt that one. That was fucking deep. Yeah, it spoke to me. Nick, thanks for doing that. Do you have anything you want to plug, bro? Please watch Selling In. It is a web series we did filmed on Zoom. And, I, I heard I heard you guys managed somehow to get Carlos Valencia to be on. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Carlos has some cameos. And uh, if you like pro wrestling... 10 bell pod is my podcast and that's 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 it right on man thanks for doing it nick thank you nick we love you man thank thank you spencer we love you yeah (laughs) thank you spencer
A famous 4th century Earl once said, The world is a tragedy to those that feel, but a comedy to those that think. So this goes out to all the critical thinkers that see all the fucked up stuff in the world and power through with a dark sense of humor. To all the indecorous people out there, this show is for you, and we really hope that you guys enjoyed it. I'll leave you guys with this. So we have officially retired Pornhub comments, but we have one last zinger out there. This comes to us from Big Murph 80 He says, My Minecraft dog died. Fuck my life, bro. To which, verified, Mark 6845 replies, I want to upvote you to cheer you up, but you have 69 likes. And if I like this, it won't be 69 anymore. So sorry for your Minecraft dog. But don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And I think that's a beautiful place to leave us. If you guys enjoyed this, please take the damn survey. Tell us you want more. Tell us what you want. And maybe, just maybe, there'll be a season two. Carlos, you got anything? Well, now I feel like we should have done 69 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I think more importantly than taking the survey is, if you like the show, tell friends. Tell people about it. <laughs> don't, uh, don't tell us. Don't talk to us. We know about the show. <laughs> well, first, make some friends. I, I, think, yeah. I, I think we're assuming a lot when we think our, our listeners have friends. <laughs> yeah, don't want to be presumptuous. Yeah. So, Carlos, you got anything? Just check me out on Facebook and Twitter at Carlos underscore Valencia, and I'll see you next season. And do you have like a you have a thing called Carlos After Dark? Is that something I'm just making up in my head, or is that a thing? Yeah, I think that's one of your fantasies. <laughs> is, that, is that your only fans, Carlos? <laughs> I go by a different name. Uh, that's Carlos Danger. <laughs> I thought that was Carlos Goes Dark. I mean, I'll, I'll go dark if you pay me enough money. <laughs> All right, Bobby, are you going to disappoint us as always, or is this going to be the day that it finally happens? You know, I've been giving it some thought, and uh, I have put together some some haikus here. And uh, don't check the math on it. You don't have to count up every syllable. I assure you, they are rock solid. Slater rip. All right. Three lines of pure hate. I'm already out of room. This is really dumb. This is no poem. Tweets allow more characters. Lazy Japanese. These hateful haikus. We're all Ian's dumb idea. You write one, dildo. <laughs> Haikus are very limited by their structure. What's the fucking point? <laughs> there aren't enough words in 17 syllables to say much at all. <laughs> if you like our show, subscribe to the Patreon, you freeloading fucks. <laughs> So smart, but can't spell. Ian spelling, <laughs> atrocious. Please try harder, dude. Indecorous pod, I know we say awful things. Please don't cancel us. Anger and poems have never gone together. Please don't beat me up. Yeah, that's all I got. They're not, you know. I like the lazy Japanese one. That was just that was just like having a everyday conversation with you. I just speak in haiku all the time. Well, especially when you start ranting about the Japanese. <laughs>
Walk your cat. <laughs>